our good buddy Brad Beardo, uh, co-founder of 1552 and past podcast guest, uh, is going through some hard times right now. His daughter is suffering from leukemia and they could really use everyone's help. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of bills mounting up. And uh, as a matter of fact, he has to sell his Golf R, which is currently listed on Bring a Trailer. If you've got the dough, check it out. It's a super rad car, really well, uh, really well done. Mountain mods, KW suspension, some really cool stuff. 1552 wheels. He's got the 1552 chicane wheels on there. If you can't buy a really sweet Golf R, please go to GoFundMe.com forward slash Team Akane. That's spelled Team A-K-A-N-E. And please donate if you can. Anything helps. Uh, they're working on raising 75000 uh, bucks to help out with bills and ultimately to save her life. So please donate if you can. We have. And uh, Brad and the team over at 1552 are really cool people. They've done a lot for the automotive industry over the years. So, uh, you know, help other automotive enthusiasts out. And uh, let's save a life. Thanks. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No. Beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I threw it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Mark. I'm Brian. We are all here. It's Thursday edition. We're all together. The band is back in one piece. When was the last time we were uh, all, in, all in one? Uh, it podcast? might have been before the last uh, DWA Morning Motors. Yeah. Dang, that's it's been crazy, a while. right? Yeah. So that's a month-ish? Three weeks? Yeah. It's been a while. Been a while. Well, it's, it feels good, and it's time to answer some questions. We're all still riding high off the rally, but uh, we still have work to do. You know, can't leave these yeah, questions unanswered. Jump right back in. Yeah, I really have to. It's like getting off heroin. You got to like do it slowly. You gotta... Go right back to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, smaller it's like, doses. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. The opposite. You get off it, and then you immediately go back to when you were. Taking a ton of it, like and then you peak, overdose, and then you OD. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. That's our plan tonight. That's yeah. Perfect. We're overdose on DWA. <laughs> Overdosing on questions. All right. PFM California says just coming off what appears to have been a fairly grueling rally. What are your philosophies on scheduled maintenance? Do you follow the manufacturer's recommendations, <laughs> exceed them, or take liberties based on the way the car is used and your experience? I think it depends on the car, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, my E30 maintenance schedule is out the window. Like, there's no, yeah, for sure. There's no schedule anymore. It's just what when was it last replaced, or what's making noise? I guess there's leaking? there's certain things like oil, spark plugs, distributor cap, rotor. That's yeah. all on a on a schedule, right? Sure. Um, what if your odometer doesn't work? I don't know. Are you, you saying- estimate? Are you yeah. saying on a schedule, on the schedule's out the window because you don't drive your car that often? So, like- well, that and also it's 30 years old. So I'm not following like the BMW recommendations. I drive it so rarely, but I also drive it hard when I do drive it. No. It's old. It's Things more been- like event based, really. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's like, like does prep- it feel like I should probably do this? Yeah. Though? I do have my feel. I can't really remember yeah. when I last did that. And I think so one let's uh, do it. oil change every year for me is enough. That might even be overkill, but yeah. um, it's so rarely. Yeah, yeah, but then they say it. You know, it's hydroscopic. It can get water in it and stuff. Yeah. And well, definitely brake fluid does. Brake fluid for sure. Yeah, but um, I go off of you know how it looks and 
how it tastes. You're like, dude, that, that's where that is looking good. That tastes pretty right. I love those ball joints right now, you exactly. know. They're fine. Yeah, I wonder, like, on the rally, my car was at usually between 5,000 and 6,500 RPM. So, like, obviously that 500 miles is hard. Way gnarlier than, you know, it's probably more like 1,500 miles, right? Like, right. you should almost measure it in RPMs. Yeah, yeah. That just accumulate. For sure. Um, but like every 150,000, I mean, just to throw out a number, right? Like well, <laughs> the know, number, I have no idea. Yeah, right? but it's just, yeah, but you're doing revolutions every, per minute. Yeah. Every million like, you gotta do yeah. whatever. Yeah. I think for my car, I think an oil change every like 2,500 miles is probably good. Oh, definitely. 2,000 miles, 2,500. Yeah. Based yeah. on how you drive it. Right. So yeah. that's not going by recommended schedule, which I used to do even with my newer car. Recommended. It's probably 5,000 on my car. Yeah. With, um, so, like, my, I remember my 135i, you put um, LLO1 fluid in there, which is, like, long life, and it's supposed to be, like, t- upwards of 10,000 10, miles, yeah. and I would always uh, change it at 5,000. You think yours is 5,000? I guarantee it was three back in the day. Intervals mm. were so short. I don't think so. Really? You think so? Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that's what, that was three always... was the standard. That was... But that's not what they would tell you, right? I thought they would say five. When we were kids, I mean, three three was like it. Three months or 3,000 miles, miles, whichever comes first. And then it was like (laughs) kind of a big deal when they started jumping to five, and then 10 was just unbelievable and nobody trusted. And now it's like I think some of the cars are 15, maybe 20. I think there's a Lexus or BMW that's 20,000 miles. Yeah. So stupid. And then I saw that oil. I think it's a Castrol product or might be mobile, but it says it's a one-year it just makes no sense. It's like they don't even take into account how you drive, um, you know, what kind of car or anything. It's just like you can go a year between oil changes. Hmm. Well, that's better than saying 20,000 miles. I guess so. Yeah. But a year of like rally driving, I think you'd be fucked. Okay. Uh, Hot Rod King DN says, when will at Camping While Awesome host an overlanding rally? Oh, man. I don't even know where to begin. Do we take rally cars? Do you take overlanding vehicles? Brian, you like overlanding vehicles. Um, yeah, I mean, a, it, that, that's what, a, what is it? That is a good question, right? Like, yeah. which, and maybe you get a mix. I honestly think that would be really easy to plan because you have the freedom, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and you, and you don't have, once you, you don't need the restaurants. You're out there yeah, making your own shit. And exactly. once you're on BLM land, you can camp anywhere yeah. as long yeah. as you have like permits and you're, you're, in a small we each group. bring but, a large cooler and yeah, bring some just, stuff. At the same time, though, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the same logistical difficulties apply. Where it's like you want a good amount of driving, but not too much in the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, like so you kind of you know, it, well, and afternoon, and so planning like you do. We're not. It's not something we do. So we don't have, pre, pre-running is going to be difficult, right? We have, Planning hey, around. We don't have access to roads like that until we drive pretty far away, like almost further than where we were this rally. Second, we don't have a great car for it. I mean, I could take the van again or something, but it's slow and steady for sure. Oh, well, and we're, I mean, talk, we're talking like about off-road and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't think- know anything about overlanding or uh, SUVing. I was gonna say mm-hmm. uh, off-roading, but um, I would be super down. I mean, I feel like a lot of the like, the facilities limitations, which are I think the biggest ones, these hurdles when you're talking about volume of people. That's why like these gambler guys can have a thousand people on these things, and it doesn't matter, you know, because yeah. like, it's just you putting on the show wherever you go. So like, 
Right. Um, but I mean, those the gamblers do go through little towns and stuff, but then they go off road for a while and go back. You know. Right. Uh, do they? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But this is stuff I've seen. I mean, you have to, but they don't have Gas like planned dinners and, and stuff yeah, like but that. It's like so, so many people though, right? The yeah. volume. It's like you overwhelm a lot. I mean, you, I mean, we overwhelm a town with 150 people, right? Whenever we get out. I can imagine rolling. that that must be quite a scene when a full gambler crew rolls into like, you know, Mariposa or something and it's just, you know. And where do you even go? It's like, like Mad Max. Yeah, people yeah. Like hanging out with chains exactly. out the windows. And it's like the early like, days of, um, uh, what's that, uh, motorcycle gathering in South Dakota? Oh, Sturgis? Sturgis. Exactly. Hollister Hills. Hollister stiff. Big flat, big fat flip says, first off, huge thanks to all of you guys for your hard work. What a blast over the soul crushing four hour highway 99, highway 99 drive home. I couldn't help but long for those awesome Titan technical roads and think about how they made my compact hatch feel huge and unwieldy. Short, long, short story long. Now I want to import a JDM Suzuki cappuccino yeah, and bring it. it to next year's rally. Quirky, high revving turbo, Radwood era, and hilariously tiny, especially if there's a fat guy in it. <laughs> uh, boring highway delirium genius or post rally depression induced horrible idea. I think that's a, fucking awesome you idea do it yeah go for it and this is something that lane talks about a lot and um i have trouble with this but you know really like having fun within your own lane and the smaller your car is the more you can do that yeah like you know when you're driving a c7 corvette that's as wide as both lanes and some of these roads is a little more difficult mm-hmm. but uh but yeah something like that would be epic you guys have sat in these cappuccinos right are they um would it be slower than the mg <coughs> mgb I don't think so. It'd probably be just uh, similar speed. It's yeah, slower than an fun. NA Miata, uh, but you know that's you know you, those cars have a, a turbo, so you can boost that shit like crazy and do. A Dude, bunch you'd stuff have to, to be a cappuccino at, would be rad. You'd have to be at high revs a lot. Like what are they like ten thousand RPM or something? I don't know if cappuccinos go that high, but like because they're, they're turbocharged. Too, right? Yeah, AutoZam AZ one be really cool. Oh yeah, for God. sure, that'd be insane. Yeah, do it with a Testarossa bo- or a Countach body kit. Dude, hell yeah. Or the best rally car. Or an F40 body. The F40 body car. That's all the F40 we'll be able to afford. Or I will. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do one of those. They really made those? I haven't seen them. Yeah, they're super cool. Look it up. Dude, look it up. It's like a, it's like a, what's the little, how much is that? Little match, or what are the little things? Micro Micro machine. machine. Yeah. How much do you spend for something? Well, I I don't know what an AutoZam even costs to start with, but the body kit has to be pretty rare. And they look, Decent. I mean, the proportions are right. That's why, you know, like normally the body, like, that is look so freaking cool. <laughs> it's fucking tiny. We they should all so get those. That'd be so rad. We can each get a different kit. Oh man, I'm down. I bet they make a McLaren kit. Oh, like it's an F1 or something? doors. It's so dope. Mm-hmm. I showed a guy I love who it. had one. I think it was at in Fort Lauderdale and he brought AutoZam and I was like, oh, have you seen the F40 kits? He's like, no. He was blown away. I don't know how you would own an AutoZam and not know that. but I know, right? Stateside 2 says, on the rally, what percentage of cars were manual versus automatic? And what percentage had AC versus no AC? That's a good question. So mm-hmm. AC was not as big of a factor as rallies past. Um, it was a cool rally for the most part. Did you run your AC at all? I never turned my AC on. Yeah. I could Besides on- the drive out to the to the starting point. Yep. I could use it a little bit on day one at the end. It was hot. Um, I had a sweaty back, but, uh, other than that, I didn't really need it. I saw your sweaty back in the video Paul posted. Oh yeah. See, I'm not lying. 
I'm telling so the then truth. I guess the easy way to do this is how many automatics, right? Because SS Chevy. No, 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 no. Uh, Hyundai. The Hyundai was um, GT3 RS. GT3 McLaren. RS. McLaren. Uh, the GT4. GT. Wait, no. what GT4? No, no, no. Crocs is a manual. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Manuals, yeah. they only make manuals. Oh. Any of those other 911s? Were the new ones? Oh wait, nine nine one Turbo S. Nine one Turbo S. Yeah. <coughs> is that really it? Are we think? Are we missing? Trying to think of anything else. All the muscle cars are manual. Um. Oh, yeah, it's pretty impressive. I think that's it. Yeah. Very few is the answer. <laughs> Very few automatics. Yeah. Oh, CLK. Oh right, CLK. CLK sixty three black. I'm like picturing all the cars at the Vista Point. Yeah, I'm trying to picture the night before. <laughs> yeah, it's not very many out of eighty cars or so. No. Yeah, um, and then AC, I would imagine probably a majority had AC. Uh, no, not even Maybe half. Oh, really? Good. I bet. I bet every '80s car the AC didn't work. I mean, for the most part, uh, most of the '90s car probably didn't work. I mean, just like the 2000s and 2010s, right? Yeah, I don't know. And the 70s cars didn't have them. I don't know. Bobby Reed says, I fully intend to one day participate in a DWA rally. I have narrowed the choice of cars I would take as uh, 88 Porsche 944, 2002 Porsche 986S. Which do you think I would enjoy more for the rally? Both are good options. I like the 968. Wait, 986, that's a Boxster, right? It's oh, a Boxster. 986. 986. Oh, yeah. 2002. I, I think 944. Boxster. I think both would be good. I don't know. Yeah. There's not like a I think you'd enjoy clear-cut the, winner. 944 more. I think it would be more senses of occasions. As Although the Boxster is a convertible. That's yeah. true. Good sounds. Those older cars sound good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I feel like the 944 is maybe a little better suited for some of the bumpier stuff when we have it. This rally in particular was pretty minimal, but mm-hmm. usually there's a, you know, is it, I say 20% or something, you're going to run into bumpier roads. And a 986 is going to have a shorter sidewall. You also make more friends in the 944. People will be <laughs> more interested to. Yeah, I guess a boxer kind of blends in anywhere, right? When you yeah. stop at a parking lot, like or like yeah, or pumping gas or something. Yep. Bad Rabbit Habit says choose one: quick steering or rear wheel drive. Rear wheel drive. Rear wheel drive. How slow is slow steering? <laughs> I know. I know it's pretty bad, and I hate slow steering. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess rear wheel drive. But yeah, I don't know how. I mean. If this is like the slowest rack of all time, then this is like I think we thirty. I think we like front wheel drive. We're we're not anti front wheel drive, Uh so it depends on a lot of other factors. Yeah. Yep. Eat with Navid says the last two rallies were epic. I haven't had the chance to go on one of the north ones, but I'm hoping that that's next up on the rotation. Will you guys ever venture into other states? I hear Pacific Northwest is filled with empty gems that need to be driven on. Same goes for parts of Arizona and Nevada. Oh, look, uh, Definitely funny. thinking about it. Both of those places are ones we've discussed a lot. So <laughs> would you come if we went uh, to Pacific yeah, Northwest? That's a good question. Naveed, yeah. would you venture that far north? Would there be a whole new flock of eager enthusiasts ready to come? 
Would we have to get transporters for all our cars there and back? Yeah, well, PNW, I think that's where we have enough of a community base. But I feel like like Arizona, New Mexico area, Four Corners is kind of the tricky one, like because the population isn't there, even if we have you know an audience or whatever. But how many people are willing to venture that far out, right? I know. Because the roads are good. And it is interesting, too. I mean, even in the Pacific Northwest, we know quite a few people up there, I think. But um, a lot of the magic from our rallies are the people who have been on a few. Like, we have that solid foundation of the people who, you know, it's like we're in a cadence now. And, like, people trust each other. They know what to expect. And um, it's that it's summer awesome camp, to, dude. It's the like, it's the summer camp. It gets vibe. stronger with every rally, right? And so it's good to have that base. And then you have a big chunk of newbies too that are coming in, but yeah. the tone is set, right? Yeah. And so if we go up to the Pacific Northwest, you know, it's not going to be most of the people, you know, a lot of the people that are going on the current ones aren't going to go. So it'll be a smaller base. And so hopefully we would be able to keep the same vibe because that's really what yeah. makes it. And so that would be. You know, one of the worries, the further you go east, the yeah. more, right? And there's still more roads around here to explore. And, yeah. you know, now, I mean, now it's almost like painting the Golden Gate Bridge at this point where by the time you cycle through the different routes that we have and, you know, each one has its own versions, right? Version one, two, three, depending on weather, uh, you almost want to go back to the same route again, yeah, right? Yeah. Cause it's like, for sure. Yeah. You want to revisit the same route. I think I'm jonesing to go back on this one we just did. I know. Me too. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that was epic. So then the question is, do you run that rally in the Sierra? And then the next weekend you run somewhere totally different and it's two completely different groups of people. You know, that's, that's the question is if you could do that, if people would come, I think mm-hmm. I agree with art though, like four corners and that whole area. I'd love to do it. And I've driven out there a little bit, but man, it is so far and remote. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Even for yeah. us, it's like as organizers and starting point stuff, you're like out there. Yeah. Like, and do we know much about logistics of shipping? Like, are there, that's are there awesome. cost effective ways to do it? Oh, like yeah. if we throw them on a, a 20 cars on a train, like, can we, yeah, yeah. Like, well, could not, we, could we, it's not uh, a train. It be a train. definitely not a train. Just be a hauler. Yeah. Like you see yeah. with, you make a prerequisite, like we're only doing this rally. If we can get this number of people to sign up from mm-hmm. the Bay area. Uh, and it's going to be very early, right? You have to come yeah. in super early. It's enough that we're going to fill at least one container yeah. or yeah. something like that. I or, think the, or three containers. This is and then if, a, it, if it doesn't add up to that first and we go, okay, well, we didn't get the interest. Yeah, well, let's, I'll, I'll go after Yeah, you. I was going to say, this is kind of inside baseball, but the right way to do that is you just get a sponsor on board, right? Like some, like a transport, like a, tra- a yeah, transport yeah, company or something like that. And they, you know, you t- basically they're going to yeah. get some exposure. This is what we're going to do. We need these cars to be shuttled there and the whole process is going to be documented. And yeah. I'm sure they'd be stoked to, to participate. The other angle is what Paul did for the Colorado rally he just did. And they drove out there, but then they, sh- they had it transported back and they flew home. So that's kind of that feeling after a long rally, you know. Right. So it could be fun and exciting to go out with a group of people. It adds a lot like of costs, though. It does, but it, you can make it a whole week, you know, a couple of days to get there, a couple of days for the rally, and you fly home. 
and then your car shows up at home, you know, a couple of days later, that kind of thing. Am I tripping or do I like, is the last thing I want to do after a gigantic rally is go to the airport and go through. That's <laughs> like, yeah, the last thing I want to do on a rally is drive five hours on highway five. Basically. Yeah, about, like if I can jump on a plane and talk about like 20 like, hours, I'm better. 20 yeah, hours right. and a hotel yeah. stop and right. fucking, I feel like, like I mean, if you could space it out, that's ideal, but you know, well, I think the, it would be more exciting to go there and do the rally rather than the return after the rally would be brutal. Yeah. Like those guys doing the Texas hill climb or whatever it was, the oh hill the country, hill country, they drove there and back. Like, dude, but it, the, then it gets back. You have time. It kind of cool. gets back to like, is the juice worth the squeeze? Like, we have all these roads here, so yeah, is it worth it for us to do that? Unless everyone else is local, it would be like us that have to transport our cars. But if we had a big enough community local to that area. Then it would make sense, right? right? But if everyone has to transport their cars, it's, it just doesn't seem worth it. Well, that's, I guess you just leave that to the com- people participating. If they want to come and transport their yeah. cars and they do it. But I mean, I think, yeah, what Lane's saying is like, I mean, people have asked somewhere as far as like Australia, right? It's like, so we're, we're going there and we're like putting on this event, carrying, and it's the experience <laughs> and everything and being associated and with it. And that would make doing. sense. Like if we but, rented cars there and then yeah, there was enough go. people there to right. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, which I'm also down with. I think that's an opportunity. And I mean, there's it, also but, East Coast, but it's, some people. So. But as well, but I get what you're saying. And you, both Brian and Warren, it's like we do have that community here, and we're comfortable. But like, I think you know, it's it, it, if one thing's consistent. I mean, in this fucking world, it's like the people that we attract, which is super rad. It's like we have a really awesome group of people, and like. It's very similar everywhere we go, right? These are people who are uh, very eclectic. They're into different kinds of cars, appreciate everything. You know, they may not, you know, it, it's it's all, I think it's very similar everywhere we go. So I feel like the vibe is there just based on our, the community that we have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is it is awesome and I would love to do that. But yeah, I think time permitting is, the, you know, the main thing is yeah. squeezing it I in. I mean, I even, yeah, I mean, this is all like inside baseball stuff, but looking at routes even further and more remote and then the rallies we've already done. And I kind of feel like, ah, maybe that's too far, let alone fucking, you know, uh, rural Oregon and Arizona and stuff. So I don't know for the pre-run stuff and all that. Yeah. Just the whole deal. Like, yeah, it's work. I mean, for sure. But also saying like, Hey, we're going to start a rally way, way, way North. And who is going to come? Like, it's only going to be Bay area, NorCal people that are, and maybe a couple of SoCal, but that's going to be like a full day drive just to get to the starting point. And a full day drive home. You know? well, yeah, our well, north, we, yeah. our north rally, like definitely that turned that one's heavy. Quite a few yeah. people off. You yeah. know? yeah. We didn't sell out. That one did not sell out. Really? Yeah. Didn't no. It? Yeah. So, yeah, there's room. It had a lot of people, but it didn't. Yeah. yeah. Rob E30 says, "Is Art planning on replacing his 924 with a Corvette now and buying a pair of jean shorts so he can fully embrace the Corvette lifestyle?" No, I am not replacing the 924 with a Corvette, but I really, really regret not buying some. I held them. I was telling Lane, I think I had the white sneakers, like they were uh, the generic brand at Target, oh. like not even New Balances, yeah. like, just like whatever's, yeah. uh, Spalding. Yes. And I, and I'm like, and I'm like, should I, should I go for it? Cause I court, was actually like, court classics. I was a little bummed that I did not find a Corvette shirt there. Cause I, so I, I picked up the car and I went straight to Target and I thought I would easily find a Corvette shirt and a Corvette hat. Not so easy. Uh, they had a Shelby Cobra one, no, but not a Corvette one. And, uh, I was all in on that. Yeah. And someone promised me gold chains during the rally that never formed, like appeared. Oh, so, uh, Lane had a Corvette shirt. I did. I had a beautiful Corvette button up. Pretty nice. Kind of Hawaiian style. Yeah. With, um, 
Oversized sleeves. Short sleeve, but oversized. With guns. Interesting. All right. It's really a nice, pretty. cool fit. Really, really pretty. Very Tommy Bahama-esque. Coconut uh, shell, or um, what do you call it? Husk, oh, I don't know. Did uh, it? Buttons? Did it? I don't know. That's kind so of... So it was... Uh, I found it on the seat of my car on the day two of the rally, in the morning. It was in a GM packaging oh, on the nice. seat of my car. Legit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Jobin says... Cheers on another successful rally. Sounded like Brian had to go in a few different cars. Is there any one in particular you would have wanted to go in? So I guess this is uh, for all question for all of us. It yeah, sounds like. yeah. Lotus Elise. Mm, good. Oh uh, yeah, Elise looked like fun. Yeah, I think Crocs GT4 would have been a pretty. That'd nice be a choice. blast. Yeah, with a six-speed manual or seven. What does that? I think six speed, but it does have the Sharkworks uh, setup, so it's very aggressive, short mm-hmm. gearing. And, uh, of course, it has the whole, like he did all the re-gearing yeah. bit. Yep. Yeah, oh, Phil, the Peugeot. Phil and I were rallying. Oh, Peugeot. Peugeot. That's a good oh, call. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is a good 205 call. 205 GTI. 1.9. 510 would have been rad to try. It's actually a good call, too. Yeah, Dan's 510. Back when uh, you have to wear earplug, earplugs, though. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. he had like tons of packs of them in there. <laughs> I jumped in for a second just when we moved the car, and he had like literally like seven different packs of earplugs in there because it's a it's a full on race car. Yeah, no sound deadening, slicks everything. Yep. Yeah, I cannot believe he brought that thing because that's some commitment. There was people that weren't going to bring one car just because like a certain tire choice. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he's yeah, on full slicks, all in. Oh my god, it's amazing. I'm down with Elise. That's a really good choice. Yeah, that for. For everything we did would be perfect. Yeah. The orange one in particular was really yeah. cool looking up there. Yeah. Uh, good choices. Good choices. Um, Dusty Snowman says, now that the rally is done and dusted, what would you have been, what would have been your ideal rally car for the route? Negative points for saying <laughs> McLaren F1 or Ferrari F40. <laughs> uh, F40 like, would not be good. That would have been a terrible yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah, F40 would not have been good. I'd say like Bugatti EB110. No. Or like Jaguar XJ220 <laughs> or something. I don't good know. Call. Like a Chiron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Chironi, is that what you said? You would probably be Chiron. the slowest car on the rally for many sections. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just like, you can barely fit. And Pagani Huayra. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Huayra, oh, yeah, that'd be impossible. Yeah. Um, God, ideal car for this rally. It's such a hard, hard question. Oh. Colin McRae, uh, GC8 Subaru. 22B? That'd be really good. Or just That's a- not too wild and insane. It's pretty wild, but it's like within the bound, you know, it's not a huge car. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you just, you know, it's so obvious that it could do everything that you wanted it to. Right. It would have been loud as shit, but. I think like a 964 cup car would be killer. Yeah. Jeez. That's cool. Yeah. That'd be rad. Or a 944 S2 or a turbo cup car. Oh. I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that when you said 96. I thought you were going to go 968 club sport. I mean, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would actually be perfect. What's the What's voice? No, 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 no. <laughs> I am like Danny George's voice. <laughs> uh, what about a singer Targa? Down. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be a good good one. Yeah. All right, did you say one? <coughs> I have not. I was like scanning. I, know. I would do an LS swapped RX7, an FD. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Oh, I would do a fucking uh, Evo E30 M3. Okay. That's a good yeah. choice. That's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. This rally was super tight. Yeah. And technical. And that's like one of the yeah. best cars ever. So yeah. 
or like an XJ220, whatever. Uh, my, the, what about uh what is the MC, what is the um the Maserati MC12? There you oh. go. Perfect. <laughs> oh nice. Um, <laughs> so you can't even leave the hotel parking lot. You're like yeah. you're like high siding over yeah. everything. Uh vector. Uh, vector, yeah. Vector. Automatic three speed. What's that white Lamborghini they just sold for eight million dollars or something? Yeah. The sure. Venano or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. that thing? Jesus. Oh, Venino? Venino. <laughs> Uh, my fumer herd says, amazing rally, guys. I've been on five, and that was one of my favorite. So here's my question, since I've done both. What's better, driving alone in your car in a pack of people or floating from car to car? Maybe only Brian knows. Well, I co-drove with Art one rally, but I didn't float. I wasn't in other any other cars. Yeah, I've done all my rallies. Actually, no. Yeah, all except two by myself, like one we did together. Mm -hmm. And then one this last time I had Brendan and I had Matt in my passenger seat and I had Jono in my passenger seat. I'm the same. I did one with my wife and then one with you. Way more fun to have someone in the car with you. Yeah, it is. I felt like uh, this rally, I was kind of solo for a lot of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just think because of my timing or something. And uh, while the road is open and it's fun to drive, like it's way better having like a crew. So much better with your when you're around people. Yeah. 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 So that's the question. Yeah, and so I like I, having someone in my car with me as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, like there's a whole navigational aspect that's kind of fun t- to the rally. I mean, <laughs> well, and we were, eh. we were on radios this time. So like we were oh, in small cool. groups and we were like the lead car was calling out to the cars behind. And so, you know, if you're behind, then you're listening and, you know, everybody's communicating. And if you're in front, there's like this whole activity for the passenger, which is uh, to call everything out for people and try to do as good a job as you can. That's cool. It's fun to share the experiences with your passenger. Totally. And with the cars around you. So, like, being in a nice group of, like, five cars is really fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, so, I did switch around and people tossed me the keys to their cars and it's just very hard to compare, like, which is better. Like it was super fun getting the chance to drive other cars on these legendary roads. So that it's, I mean, it's definitely a way to go. Like I, it was more fun than I was expecting to not have my own car there. Nice. SF production. Gabe says they call you Mr. Lightweight. Every time you buy a car, you rip out the extra seats, the sound deadening, the headliner, the AC and the interior in general. What cars are good candidates for your special treatment? Assume that you shed 200 to 500 pounds, depending on the original design of the vehicle. For uh, what? Just for all around? For a rally just, car? Or? I don't know. Uh, Ryan Barrett is doing it with his E46 M3, and I think that's a great he, candidate. Why did he do that? He just why wants a little more f- raw experience. But the front passenger seat? That seems so Lighter. silly. They're really heavy, dude. They're 80, yeah, he said they're like 80 something so pounds. Yeah, we, I, I asked him this because he did it for the last rally. He <laughs> removed his rear seat, and he said... He just wants to hear the exhaust okay. as part of it. It's also lighter weight. Yeah. He also mentioned, which kind of makes sense, that he does uh, uh, bike packing trips uh, where you are mm. you have to pack super light. He does backpack lightweight backpacking trips where you have to pack super light. And so he's like, you know, it kind of easily extends. Like he barely had anything with him, like not a huge toolkit, yeah. not Wait, a lot of stuff. But that has nothing to do with taking your interior out. Yeah, it does. It's lightweight. Like light, the whole theory of being, it's more fun the lighter you are packed. You just travel as more as you can. It's yeah. It's, I just think it's, logistically, it's nice to have a passenger seat. Like if someone needs to jump in with you. Well, we just described how it's super fun to yeah. share the experience with people, yeah. and he couldn't. Like I right. did, I wanted to jump in with him, and I couldn't. So silly, right? I don't know. But I, don't I mean, mean. Uh, you know, I I think it is a legitimate thing. You know, like he's starting to get. You know, he's 
quoting he's like the stock uh muffler is 70 pounds he can get any aftermarket one's going to be 30 pounds so that's a big savings right there mm-hmm. and he could make it louder so it's like you know lightening it up we all know how good that is for performance in general and then also with the side benefit of it's louder like it starts to make a lot of sense when you think about it and it really doesn't take that long to pull those things out but it is nice to have a passenger seat for people Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, those seats are so gnarly. I, I helped uh, Ruben take them out of his E46 M3 when we were first converting it into a yeah. race car. And I like, I remember like, I'm like, all right, I went to pick it up and I'm like, holy, you know, like it would, I, I actually didn't like have the right leverage for it. I almost fell into the car. They're really heavy, dude. I mean, they have airbags all, all around them. And right. you should put a race seat in the driver's seat though. He should. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, that's kind of a progressive That's thing what we have. Or maybe two race seats. Right, uh-huh. that's as much as one seat. Yeah, or less. Yeah. Um, as far as cars that are good candidates for this treatment. Um, cars with, like, electric seats. And stuff. I've always wanted to do that, too, in R129 uh, Mercedes-Benz SL mm. is take out the top, the seats, like, all the sound deadening, the stereo stuff. Yeah. You know, try to strip it down as much as you can, but it's still going to be a heavy car. I mean, that's not a lightweight. For some reason, mm-hmm. I, I like the idea with an E30. Yeah. That's, that's pretty that's easy, though. It's like there isn't much to no. them, though. Well, to no, I mean, when, if you really want to strip it out, if the, you know, the way this guy frames a question, you know, this I, guy, when I, Gabe Nashon. When I, yeah. <laughs> oh, was it, is this Gabe? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't <laughs> recognize guy. the name. But, Some dude. But, uh, you know, like I, I, it's just because I stripped out an E30 when yeah. I was making it. In, so I know that, you know, you do end up pulling out a lot. And I'm just thinking of I've, I've just made, I've quoted that before, like, you know, give it that 60s feel by pulling all the sound deadening and carpet out and everything. Yeah. And you just start to feel, you hear more what's going on. And maybe like and it E34 does M5. Get lighter. I don't know. The, I like the E46 option here because, or choice rather, because it is already a car that is inherently kind of heavy feeling. It's very insulated. And so you make it way more raw. So that's kind of where my mind is going is what yeah. is it? What is something that maybe could be better off that way? Right. And, like, and like anyone in a sex, not so much. Like I like the fact that it's like a nice, more refined, at least, you know, I want it to be that. Well, yeah. What are you going to do to that? Yeah, too? Like, and it's just like, take they end up with like, like aluminum sticking out of places. Like, I don't know. You I know, think like the taking C4, the passenger the seat out. Corvette, like I didn't have, no. I kind of wanted to go strip everything out just cause it was all gross, but it's like, what am I going to save? Like 20 pounds. Yeah, what like, is there there just wasn't that much to it. The E46 for is NSX. nice. Although I would put a different, a passenger seat in. E46 also, I, I think there's an element you are letting in more sound. So you <laughs> want to have something that has a not, a good sounding motor. And E46 M3 has that. They How definitely about, don't. How about CLK 63 AMG Black? Yeah. Yep. Try to get that thing as light as possible. No, you can't strip the interior out of a Mercedes. It is already stripped. It's pretty but stripped. It just take it all stripped. out. <laughs> take it all out. Put the seat. Yeah, the well, seats. Well, you do have, you know, you have that good sounding motor. So How much do those seats weigh? I mean, they're really nice, but they're fucking oh, but they're so heavy, heavy duty. The dude. Euro cars had like pole positions. Oh, sick! Like probably carbon. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Polo sixty eight says, "Does Art have any remorse about leaving his nine twenty four behind to be with the fast group? I feel like his nine two four is like Herbie the Love Bug when Jim Douglas rolled up in the Lamborghini four hundred GT." <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that the, scene. The spotlight <laughs> shines on art. Yeah, no, not at all. Because You're I had an absolute that. blast, and I thought I was going to be really frustrated no with the 924. Yeah. How it's dare slow. you? No, and nothing with speed. I was actually looking forward to driving a slow car on this rally. Uh, just more of the condition of the car. I don't know. Just about I was down. Of the car. I was down. I mean, I always I like driving a fast car fast, I, but I was. I think weird. this is a big deal. 
what we're talking about right now. I think we so. preach. No. Hold on, Art. I'm still talking. <laughs> we need a video of that. That's like a that's a that's a boomerang right there, right? The the bump out of my finger in the air. Art, we preach often about slow car fast. I like slow car fast. We talk about the accessible <laughs> accessible sports cars. Yeah. Let's also mention that the person answer, asking this question drove a fucking Herbie bug on one of our rallies. The right. perfect person to ask. I mean, who? Can, Does your nine twenty four handle worse than a Herbie bug? Yeah. Don't probably even not. say probably. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. It's got. That twice. is fine for him. I know what I want for myself. Fast Corvette. No, I just want a good handling car that rides well. And ironically, the Corvette handled well, but rode like ass. But it had a lot of power and it had a great sounding motor and it was a ton of fun. Well, but, I don't think we're ever going to forget this, Art. <laughs> never forget. <laughs> what, what is that bumper sticker going to say? Yeah. I, never, I had several people go up to me and tell me how disappointed they were in Art. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they say that because uh, they didn't feel how. Uh, um, I have nothing to do with that. I mean, well, it's like, the love bug was that's the thing fine but i would i'll tell you this i would fucking hate to drive herbie the love bug on a rally that part, sounds part of, terrible part of that's, the offense here i think is the that, the, that there are a ton of people who hack together cars and work very hard to like get hack something a, that's gonna last no but kick rally. awesome like you fully raced out mgb right. so that being uh, said Alfred i, Mayo, Julia, like I do ass, understand like, art's like dilemma because if your car is not like it, okay, Joe's bug was like the best that bug can be, right? Or close to it. It's like everything is it was in operating condition. Art's car supposedly has blown out shocks, and that would be pretty annoying. Supposedly has blown out shocks. Yeah, I yeah. was really hoping you guys could drive it. I mean, and that would, are, were they were they leaking? That's what he said. He, he said he was no. riding on bump stops. Both rears are leaking. Yeah. So if you're riding on, that would be pretty frustrating on yeah. the highway, and you'd feel like you were kind of ruining the car and stuff. Yeah, but who are you, like now? I can bring up my example of the C4 Corvette. I mean, like, I wouldn't. I would never drive that on the rally. Me either. So <laughs> what about Lloyd? And maybe I'm Watson? like I am offended he was more. Bugged. I'm offended said, more than you. He said it was fun. He had to like work really hard. To uh, do it. No, and after the first stint, he's like, "Oh fuck this car." No, but Dude, we had fun. I was rolling did, with him on on day. And did you see like how much my 330 was rolling in the corners when I, you know, completely stock like it, it was terrible. It was, it was like basically unmanageable on the first rally. That's fine. That's good for you. I don't want to do that. I'm just saying that it's, you know, that that's where, you know, that's where the offense comes in. It's like, well, geez, like you're kind of being a little snooty about it. Like, yeah, a lot of these cars don't handle good. Yeah, no, but you just has, go out and have fun. It's, it's and but it all has to do with what your idea of it's, fun it's, is. It's, right? But yeah, that's well, the thing, that, and like, that's what I mean. Like, what we're pinpointing is that your idea of fun is you gotta have, you know, something that's gonna keep up with the GT3 RS. No, no, and no, like no. I feel no, like that's the wrong message. It, had it just shocks. has to be dialed, dude. He's like, saying I, if, it had, if it was dialed like my 944, yeah, he would have driven. Oh, dude, I considered I was gonna drive Lane's car, and we're like trying to figure that whole thing out. Like, okay, so we can jump to that argument too. So. You had how long did you have the 944 before this rally? Like two and months or something. Did the shocks change? Like if you yeah. knew that it was going to be bad, yeah, well, they've been, they've been shitty. You start they've been shitty since day one. Yeah, like I was trying to work out a deal that we eventually got so that I didn't have to pay for shocks. 
Like that was the whole thing. It's like, yeah, and the shocks, unfortunately, were back ordered, so I didn't drive it. But um, I mean, dude, even if that deal worked out, you wouldn't have been able, you wouldn't have had time to get that done. It like, was really screwed. Yeah, the timing yeah, I mean, was, it was really literally but the day before. I genuinely, I said it like multiple times in other recordings. Like I wanted to drive that car. I was like looking forward to having that experience on the rally because I've always had faster cars. So like I would have been super down, and it's a different group, and I'm down with that too. But um, I just know that I would have been really frustrated. So like I wanted to have a good time and I'm, I would do just like, I've never driven that car hard, like except for one time when I drove it just to see and I did it on purpose because I know how it wallows and it crashes over bumps and it like it does this gnarly thing where like if you're going mid turn, like the, it can't dampen right. So the rear skips around, you know, when the, when the shocks are blown, that's what they do. And so like knowing that we're going to do 500 miles of hard driving, I would have been too super frustrated the whole time and then had to drive super slow, which is not what I want to do. But, um, I tested it once. I saw what it did. I'm like, there's no way I want to have this experience. And that's when I went to full throttle, like trying to get like the parts to get it set up for the rally. Um, but to answer your question, what it boils down to though is like, Yes, I mean shit. I was I was I was cool rolling with the fast guys. I'm stoked to do that. But if my car was if I had shocks, even just shocks, I didn't. I was fine without tires, without anything else. I would have totally gone. Like that's that's all that I needed to have. Just because everything else, I would have been able to work around. But the shocks were just borderline dangerous. I think for fast driving. Like I think you need to drive it, and you'll see what I mean. It's like, and I've only driven it hard once because of that. Because it's not enjoyable to drive fast. Like I usually take the fun route to come down here when I have a cool car. And not anymore. I just take, you know, a very easy coastal road because it sucks. It really does. Monty, twenty. So defensive, man. I'm well, just, you're kind I'm of just kidding. On, on the spot. I'm specifically. Now I need no, a beer. I mean, man. it's all good, dude. I I get it. I'm. I'm but remotely I wish you just I mean, rented a Miata. Oh, was, dude, I was down. I was actually. Oh, I was, so, was, you know then what? it's like similar. Then yeah, then it's, it's like. I was not down. clearly I was jumping into a Miata. As a matter of fact, I will say that he was trying to get a Fiat. That's a, what I was going for. Um, uh, whatever they're called. I wanted a Fiat Abarth 124. Uh, like yeah. That would have been the perfect car, and they were booked. So then like they offered me a Durango uh, SRT, which is yeah. the exact opposite. Yep. And we'll talk about it on Sunday. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I would have been super down to drive a Miata. That would have been perfect. Durango would have been pretty funny. Monty 23 PSK says you guys are on let's make a deal show and each have one modest 80s euro wagon but it's only an auto and underpowered like a Volvo or Audi you're given a chance to replace it with any minivan with suspension upgrades and a five speed do you make the deal this would be a daily driver on your roads family cruiser next level to be or not to be big fan and hopefully one day rally participant from Miami Florida nice thanks Monty all right, so see that's a guy that needs to take a trip out west to go on one of our rallies. You tell him, Lane. I mean, dude, Miami is the worst driving roads in America. It's Come sad. on, guys. Yeah. So no, I would not do that. I would take a quote unquote modest Volvo seven forty turbo wagon over any minivan ever. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> did the wagon have a manual? No. Nope. Auto. For but a daily, he said, right? Yeah. It's just a daily for family. I home? drive. I currently drive a station wagon that's yeah. automatic and underpowered. So <laughs> yeah, I'd be down. I'm all in on that. I would, I would do, never drive yeah. a minivan as my daily, uh, my current uh, lifestyle. I would do a 300 TE wagon, yeah, W124. 124, yeah. Down. Yeah. I, I just want to see this manual transmission minivan, so I'm definitely. Going <laughs> well, it's to all you. Make it. It's yeah. whatever one you want. Yeah, yeah. I'm so in. Suspension I'm in upgrades and a five speed. I'm a super in. <laughs> I what kind right are you getting? Now. I don't know enough about the modern shit. No, it's 80s. 
Oh, it's 80s minivan. I think it's in. Oh, well, that limits it to only a few, really. Yeah, really. I got to go first gen, no tint. <laughs> short <laughs> wheel, bit short one or long? Short. I think. Oh, that's an interesting question, though. If I go the Dodgy Bond. No, he said minivan. Oh, 80s, specifically. Minivan, said 80s yeah. also, too. The Dodgy yeah. Bonds are like early 90s. Those are later, right? yeah. So yeah. you can do, I think in 89 is when they introduced the manual turbo. So that's one option for you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I th- I thought it would be more like a swap sort of thing, but yeah. Hmm. Uh, Kurt K Photo says if you were forced to rerun the Sierra Rally on the exact same roads, but you had to drive a truck, <laughs> what truck would you choose? How would you set up or modify your road rally truck? Hashtag trucking while awesome, man. I would not go full size. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I do a car. I do a hard body with a. Um, GTR running gear. All wheel drive. Holy mm. crap. I would go uh Dotson uh bullet side with uh Dan's five ten setup. Sweet. Oh right. wow, good choice. Hmm. Full fucking race, Rebello, mellow, yellow. That probably all bolts in. <laughs> I wouldn't probably, be surprised if yeah. it doesn't. Steering yeah, though like is gonna be terrible. Desert. Like suspension in the back is gonna be really rough, but what what can you do? I'm definitely not going full size though. Full size V eight has no appeal on the tight roads. I kind of want to go uh, with the Nissan Hardbody, the full race version, like the the race pickup truck series. Oh, like yeah. a, the SCCA Baja one. Style? Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that called? That series. <sighs> we just had it. We just were looking at something with. Yeah, it. I, we I've, you, the videos are on YouTube. Yeah, super I've seen some truck or something. It's not super truck. I Street truck or yeah, yeah. Yeah, trucking nationals. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna get dusted by both y'all. Yeah, y'all are. <laughs> My little Napz 2.2 liter Napz twi- Twin Spark. Is that what it's called? Napz. N A P Z. Yeah. Mm. Napz 280Z five speed on there. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I would do. Uh, I would. Someone's got to do a Highway Nine uh, Toyota. Toyota pickup. I'll do that. I, it, I will but. do that with the. Uh, so I was gonna go when when Lane said uh, Nissan. I thought he was gonna say the SR20. Because um, do you remember I posted a picture of one at the Lemons Paddock in New Jersey? Did you guys see that one? No. It was a hard body, yeah, 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 low, yeah. wide like T37s with over fenders, I, I was think. With you when you at least that. I remember it that way. And it had an SR20, big turbo intercooler in the yep, front. Yep. That seems like a lot of fun. That would be really cool. But I mean, Wait, so three I, of us are in hard bodies? Yeah. I mean, you guys said Toyota. I, like that. I, I guess I'll do it in a Toyota. I, I don't know what the equivalent setup would be. Like, because there's no, like, there's an 18RG, which is a dual overhead cam older. No, motor, do your AE86 stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, AE86 stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do the 20 running, valve, dude. Full running gear, yeah. 20 valve blacktop. What's the Hachimoto? No. Oh, Hasselgren. Yeah. There you go. Hasselgren fucking Toyota. I'm down. That's yeah. probably the best call. I'm down. Well, you, thanks for yeah. That's your call. Thank you for telling me. That, that's we all win just because we're racing around in mini pickups. Yeah, for sure. That would be sweet. A lot of uh, axle tramp, dude. Solid rear axles <laughs> with no weight on the back. Yeah, that's slippery as ice. A lot of axle tramp. Yeah, on yeah, that downhill do section jacking. where it was all wet. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Dancing. T. Fretch says W one two four five hundred E Mercedes Benz or BMW E thirty four M five. <laughs> Let's wait for Lane to finish his car. Are those even close in price? At uh, all? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very close. Uh, uh, manual so is key. It's automatic or manual is what you're looking for. So do you want automatic? 
500 e and do you want a v8 or do you want an inline high revving six um so uh bmw yeah i think bmw is probably mm-hmm. easier to I'll go on 500e wide body if you're going either or i would definitely do five uh e34 m5 yeah ideally you would want both in your stable yeah, right exactly. one's like a different vibe but i'm gonna have more fun as a, as a complete car yep and i love 500e's don't me get me too. wrong i'm using it for one thing and then i'll have a sports car as well pimping? so i want the 500e are you pimping yeah. with it is that what you're no, i just want to look good and have a fucking killer v8 and yeah built by porsche oh that's what sent him over the edge <laughs> nicholas cool. well e34 is just kind of like what's it good at i don't know what? like what would i use it for for everything, for everything. you would use the 500e for yeah not really, though. Why not? Why not? I feel like it doesn't have the same senses. Oh, it definitely does. What I do mean, mean, it's a little understated, <laughs> but 500Ds are very understated. No one even knows what they are, uh, uh, you know. Well, I mean, it, it definitely looks different. It has flared fenders where E34 M5 doesn't have shit different. Shit different. Well, don't die on us for it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't die. Oh, it's Lane's last dude. words. I, I know. It would be. E34 shit. doesn't have shit. Shit. And it feels over. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it's got a moment. It's got a two-tone paint job. Do you want to pause the podcast? He's thinking about it. Screaming you want some crab snacks? Snack crab snacks. Settle <laughs> that cough down with some crab snacks. You want some dried crab snacks? <laughs> crab That'll snacks. help your cough. <laughs> Nicholas Aroche says... We've seen many cars in the last 20 years be underappreciated at the time of release and fail only to become collector's items and treasured rarities after some time passes. What current underappreciated cars do you think will become popular in the future? For example, Chevy SS. Hmm. Chevy SSs are already appreciated. They have their niche for sure, yeah. They're like selling for stickers still. How about the two banana cars? Tube Oh, like just uh, RTs, like Charger? <laughs> yeah, all, RTs. The, all, all that stuff, which kind of, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to say underappreciated, I guess. A lot of people do. But it, yeah. from the car, traditional car enthusiasts or the type that we're with, you know, maybe it, it, it's a pretty different car compared to what else is being sold You're today. Just, just Chargers? Or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. the, it's like that big motor stuff, right? And you can, there's, you can so get manual. There's so many, dude. Them. I think and people that, love them and like the traditional yeah. enthusiasts love those things. What about kind of like ATSV manual? Yeah. Kind of like been flying under the radar. Mm, like yeah. it's, it's a good car, but you know, up against the competition, you know, there's some yeah. better options, but it's kind of in that same Chevy but SS they didn't vein. Move very many, be, you know, and so like I feel like at some point that's kind of a cult classic, yeah. right? Like they, what about Have the Lexus thing? offerings? All the F Sport stuff that we drove at Laguna Seca it seems still kind of mm-hmm. rare. Yeah, and I don't know how it's long too it's early to say it's, it's underappreciated. Yeah, an eight, right? Like that can't be around forever, right? Uh, Acura NSX, the new one, new one. <laughs> I don't know. They're just not selling Toyota Supra. Supra, Sam. You see, even the fucking badge, the Toyota badge on the front is a BMW part number. And it's got a Toyota sticker on top of the the, the uh, roundel. Roundel. No, it's yeah. just the actual badge. It's like, yeah, that's so crazy. It's ridiculous. I don't know. This is a tough question. Current underappreciated cars. Fiat Ab- Abarth. Yeah, they're not. You don't see them very. I, I think. Fiat. He has, I don't think he means like brand new cars. It's just like cars that are currently underappreciated. Could be like a Pontiac Aztec. Huh? I mean, yeah, it could be an older yeah, car. Yeah. 
Um, we'll have to circle back to that. I like that question, but um, it's saying in tw- last twenty years. I remember my. <clears throat> for some reason, it was coming up like uh, like a a '64 Chevy Impala was cool. Like my, my mom was realizing this, you know, back in high school or whatever. Or somehow I'm showing her '64 Impala or something. I don't know, but she's like totally blown away. She's like, that's a cool car. Right. Right. And this is like big when all the rap rappers were, you know, doing it with hydraulics and everything. Yeah. She's like, back then that was the nerdiest car you could be in. <laughs> it's a giant family car. Right. Yeah. And that's one of those things where who, who would guess, right. From at that it, time, it, it's, it's all about the 64. I mean, I, I know I they know. look cool and it's I know. the worst year. Good styling, but why is it the one? It, it's the worst year. It's not the worst. Year. Oh, well, it's the worst year of like the you know from sixty to sixty four. I think the sixty stylistically sixty three is the worst. That's sixty three. You don't like the sixty three? I think sixty two is the thing. best. I think. No. Well, it's like it, it's really the rear that has the biggest difference, right? The sixty four is flat and yeah. Like well, the whole flat. car is more like squared. And the yeah, like just more kind of yeah, blocky. Um, sixty two is really swoopy. Like sixty two is the best. Sixty one is the best. Yeah. I'm claiming sixty one is one minivan. That's uh. That's under, happening, the ra- under the radar right now. Dude, it, it's no, it's a minivan. Underappreciated. It's, it's never going to do anything. It's happening. It's Smithsonian. Underappreciated. <laughs> See? It's <laughs> happening right now. It's being underappreciated as we speak. I'm trying to think. Okay, what about... Lane definitely has appreciated. What's like a mid-90s car that like you think is going gonna, is gonna to do something in the next 20 years that is still not there yet? I think the 300ZXs. They're definitely picking up now, though. I, Toyota I, MR2. MR2, yeah. The Mark II. Pontiac Solstice. That's kind of an interesting one. GXP. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, I mean, it's a rad car, right? I mean, it's... Uh, that's a pretty good motor, right? Cool little roadster. Yeah, a little dual overhead camp motor. Or the Saturn manual. Sky, I guess. The same thing. Yeah. Better looking, that's for sure. I mean, How they about, suck, though. But if you just, just got to take the body off and do an Exoset style thing with that thing, and then you're you're happy. Make like an Ariel Atom looking thing. Ugh. Ben Rogan <laughs> says, first and foremost, I love the rally. The roads, the people, the tacos. Amazing. Question. I've seen the old car light based on how much fun y'all had. Oh, wow. So, you know, if you're a regular listener, you can hear Ben's thing going down through the through the podcast. And yes. He's like, it's got to be new. $50,000. $80,000. Yeah. Uh, he says uh, they all have full-size spares. Um, any fun recommendations? Manual, rear-wheel drive. Now he's down to 25 to 30. Dude, Why are you shortchanging so, us? There's so many fucking fun cars. <laughs> um, His only requirement is that it has a spare tire so far. <laughs> spare tire, <laughs> That's fun, hilarious. manual, rear-wheel drive. So no all-wheel drive. I was almost going to suggest that last Hawkeye STI. Ooh, I was just looking at those today. I actually. was going to so bring a bitch. trailer. Um, $28,000 for that special edition I was telling you about with no spoiler. You can get them for twenty grand. A good one. This is like perfect, but yeah, yeah. This was a special edition one. One of a thousand, I think. Yeah. So you like you prefer that. the Hawkeye over the Blobby? Well, yeah. this is just the special edition. The special one. edition. One. Oh, I see. It's the one without the. It has a sunroof and has. But I think I do prefer the Hawkeye over the Blobby. Really? I like yeah. Blobby better, Me but too. it's just going to be harder to find a good one. Yeah. Like it's like two thousand five only is the one you want or something like oh, that. Oh, really? Well, it has the better diff and stuff. So rear-wheel drive. Um, Oh, but oh, right. He said no all-wheel drive. Okay, perfect 944 turbo, like dialed, <laughs> dialed one. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, perfect S two thousand. Yeah. Hmm. 
I mean, still modern and, mm-hmm. you know, reliable, but very sensey. E46 M3 ain't a bad choice. Except for the cooling system. You got to do that, yeah. Just budget five grand. What a really, system. really minty E36 M3. Yeah. yeah. Good suspension. The M, yeah. the M cars are, are a good choice. And, uh, I mean, is he opposed to Porsche? What about a Z4 uh, M like coupe? A, yeah. I'm down with that. That's a good, good option. How about yeah. a Z3 M coupe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think even better than a Z4. Yeah. Do you have a spare tire in that? That's a good. Gosh, question. there's not a lot of room. I Damn, I don't remember. You're right. You just have to do a cooling system before and after every rally. It's okay. Uh, you're right. It does not have a spare tire. I don't think. But there's all right, a lot cross of, it off the list. There's a lot of room in that trunk, though, so you can put one in there. Yeah, put a full size spare. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what other? Can you get a? Can you get a 911 Dude, of any sort? No. For that money, I mean a 996. Targa. Yeah, you can't get oh, nine six is kind of a good choice, actually. Scary. So risky these days. So risky. But such a good car. Not one yeah. nine nine six on a rally. Just crazy for the amount of performance it offers and the value. And a few people owned nine nine sixes. Yeah. Like, you know, the participants had them, but they left them at home. So the I think the answer is Ben. There's a ton of options. Let's see it. You just need to buy what you like. Yeah, and you don't have to keep it forever. Why doesn't he just fucking buy it? Oh, never mind. Elises don't have spares. Oh, yeah. Because you can get one in the high 20s. Yeah. He's probably kidding about the spare thing anyways. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, New Classics says, It appears as if DWA needs a backup rally car. $6,500 budget. What's the one car you can unanimously decide on? $6,500. bucks. Miata? Mm. Backup? Yeah. yeah. What does it mean? Like if we one of our yeah, cars breaks down. Oh, yeah, my car, like, my car broke down, so. Like just as to have. Oh, I see. You like didn't have a car. Fleet. Brian didn't yeah, have a yeah, car. Yeah. So you guys would have jumped in our backup car, which right. is a. So what would it be? 1.8 Miata. How about like Dave DeKilia's or I don't know how to say his last name. DeLaquila? DeLaquila's um, NC Miata with a 2.5 swap. Yeah. For sixty five hundred awesome. bucks, yeah, it's a little tight, right? I'm down though. Doing all that for sixty five hundred? No way. Buy one for. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. Can buy a stock NC for sixty. Oh yeah, you definitely can. Oh really? Put yeah. it on there, yeah. You can buy them for like five. Because dude, NAs are creeping up for good one. Like anything worth a shit is. Expensive. That's the thing though, and no one likes NCs. Yeah, that is true. They're good. Dude, they're a lot of car for the money. I yeah, I like the NCs a lot. I think that's like the best choice. They're they're easy to live with. They're reliable. Um. The rear wheel drive, good steering. You could easy for sixty five hundred. You could definitely get a uh, uh, NA one, yeah, or an NA Miata that was dialed, yeah. Like you know, that's, that's suspension really, and stuff. It's got to be the answer. I just think I think I'd rather have that as our spare car than the NC. What about like a the what about a dialed Mark II GTI? Yeah, for the same price. I'd rather go Miata actually. Okay. I would go Miata too. Top okay. down, screaming out money. Top down, is, top down is your first two. Top down, screaming out money, anything. Yeah, with that setup, rear wheel drive, full tilt. I mean, that is rear or front. Miata, we could even put Corvette badges on it for art. It would have sure. to have like the tall guy mods. I've never sat in one like that, but Miata's too uncomfortable stocks. So. You almost need an NC that you need a little and more. No, NCs are super uncomfortable. Even Worse that, than an NA. Really? Yep. Huh. Uh, so that's not going to work then. What about good MR2? 
Good and Mark two. No, where? What did yeah. Mark do? No. Mark one. Sketchy though. Nah. Just well, it. it's just like I mean, access to shit. There's such a pain I in the know. ass to work on. I know. And mm. parts now are super hard. Okay, the answer is Miata. I think the answer also could be another 944. <laughs> just have another 944. 6500 bucks. Yeah, totally. Yeah. How about a yeah. regular 325i with like yeah E36. Yeah, with like yeah. a few like with, with good suspension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do the full strip it, strip everything out. Yeah. Mod. Yep. Yep. Besides the passenger seat, yeah, yeah the driver's yeah. seat. Besides yeah. the passenger seat. Yeah, you put Calling some someone out. Full size spare in the back. Little hammocks in the back for all your gear. You know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, bro. Can see them swinging right now. Cam Grace says you've just won the raddest sweepstakes ever, and the grand prize is the mintiest fresh Audi Sport Quattro. The catch is its value will drop 1% for every 100 miles you put on it. How many miles do you drive it before selling, or do you forget the value and rally the wheels off forever? Well, if you get to sell it, then I would just sell it and buy something similar. Yeah, with no sell it right away. Right. Yeah. Buy the, buy the so Quattro. You and, drive it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, literally, if you do that, you can buy another one without any restrictions, right? <laughs> oh, that's the loophole. Yeah, like I just want one no, with I no contract. The, I think the, the, the get me out of the contract. The contract is you can't get replace it with the same car. So you can, but you can probably do like an Ur Quattro, which is like a fifty thousand dollar car, like a really nice one, yeah. and you get most of the experience. Maybe I don't you know. definitely have to drive it. Five miles at least, right? So wait, yeah. how much does it drop? One percent every hundred miles. Every hundred miles, Just so bad. You, you do know. do one percent. There's a do a hundred mile loop up here, and you're stoked. And you got to do something. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Check that box off, right? Yeah. Yeah. You could do a rally, lose five percent. I mean, Art, you were just in your Miata screaming money ain't a thing. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Take it two hundred miles. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess That's with a Miata, then you have a lot of extra money. Mm. In this case, you might not. Yeah. And that's a podcast. You guys are awesome. Thanks, Thanks for, listening. for listening. Later. Bye. See ya. It, it definitely looks different. It has flared fenders where E34 M5 doesn't have shit different. Shit well, don't die on us for it. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash driving wall awesome. Go check us out on Patreon and become a patron of our podcast where you can get exclusive weekly podcasts from us that average around 25 to 45 minutes. We have about 55 of them up on there. And we do them every week. Uh, we also give you discounts on rallies. Also, first chance to get on the rallies, which uh, this last one or this upcoming rally sold out within nine hours. And it's a, it en ended up being a patron-only rally. Uh, yeah, and we give you uh, sticker packs and some other stuff. So go join us, patreon.com forward slash driving wall awesome. Thanks. We really appreciate it.